Direct from Music City, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Cowboys ain't easy to love and they're harder to hold. They'd rather give you a song than diamonds or gold. Long star belt buckles and old faded Levi's And each night begins a new day If you don't understand him, he don't die young He'll probably just ride away Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys Don't let them pick guitars or drive them away Today on the Campfire Cafe, I'm your host, Gary Holt. We're coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. We have an absolutely phenomenal show today. In the second hour of the show on Saddle Up America, we're going to be traveling to the great state of Texas and the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo as they celebrate 75 years. And I'll be joined by our friend James Ellis and share information about the upcoming San Antonio Wild to Mile Mustang Trainers Challenge that's taking place on February the 22nd through the 23rd as part of the Stock Show. But in the first part of the show, we are so excited to have a good friend join us for the Campfire Cafe, and that is Cowboy Joe Babcock. Cowboy Joe was born in the corn and cattle country of Nebraska. He demonstrated a love for cowboy and country music at an early age, and this love for music took him through music school at the University of Nebraska and a quest for a career in music that, after a stint in the U.S. Army, took him to Chicago, the West Coast, and ultimately to Nashville, Tennessee, where he landed a job with Marty Robbins and the Glacier Brothers. 
We're going to be talking with Cowboy Joe Babcock in just a moment when we come back. But this is a song that he made famous. He wrote this song, and it's been recorded by so many, many people. You'll recognize it. It's called I Wash My Hands in Muddy Waters When We Come Back. We're going to be talking with Cowboy Joe Babcock today on the Campfire Cafe. Daddy said, son, if you keep your hands clean, you won't hear those bloodhounds on your trail. I fell in with bad companions. We robbed a man up in Tennessee, where the sheriff got me. chapter here in Nashville Mm -hmm. and and I called to let you know about that and you said can you call me back I'm in a recording studio right now 
and, and, oh, yeah. and I thought, <laughs> that is amazing. This man is 90 years young and is in the yeah. recording <laughs> studio. And now we are here at a young 92, and you have a brand new album. How in the world do you do that? Well, you just got to keep busy. Uh, you know, you, you keep busy or you die. <laughs> and uh, I am busy. I've, I've got my ranch. I still, uh, I've got a partner in the ranch, but uh, we've got a ranch out there that we run. And I'm, I'm still writing songs and singing. And uh, you just, you got to keep busy. You got to keep moving. Uh, well, you, you are. You are. <laughs> and, uh and it is so much fun to get together with you occasionally when we do our our potluck and picking things with the with the West Music Association here to get to visit with you and uh oh that's, still, that's a lot of fun thank you for doing is. that it is it is and you are you are an absolutely great voice absolute great voice but uh we're well, going to we're going to share a little uh, Still less, still a little left of me. <laughs> I've lost some of the highs of. I can't sing as high as I used to, but uh, uh, but actually, actually, I, I I'm I'm pretty proud that I'm still able to uh, get around a song a little bit, feel right a little bit. Well, you do, and uh, the Lord has blessed me. You do, you the do, Lord and you bless me. us just by being here. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. But um, can I tell you? You a grew up bit in Nebraska. How I got to Nashville. Yeah, tell Pardon us. Pardon me. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I was I had finished college. Uh, I was in the army, and then I finished college, and I went out to UCLA to try to get. Actually, I was just trying to get into music business. So I took a year towards my theater arts out there, and uh, uh, then I then I quit and decided I'm going to get into music or die trying, and I almost did die. I almost started oh, no. it, to tell the truth. <laughs> so I was out in California trying to make a living. In, in, and uh, uh, Jackie Lee Cochran and myself had a we had a little act that we played the Horn Restaurant in Los Angeles there for all we could eat on Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> I ate enough to last me till Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, I, play, I played a few little shows and... Uh, but I was about to starve to death, and uh, I prayed a prayer, Gary, and uh, this is why I wanted to tell you this. Uh, I'm in the business because of an answered prayer. Uh, wow. I had become a Christian a couple of years before that, and uh, so uh, I was sort of at my wit's end. I was out of money, no jobs, nothing going on, and I... I could have been a teacher, you know. I had a, a de- degree in teaching, and uh, I hit hit the old road trying to get into music. I always had this burn to be in music. Uh, I bought me a steel guitar when I was 12 years old, and, and taught myself how to play it. Listened to that country music. I was I I think I was the only one in Nebraska that really loved country music <laughs> back in those days. We the Blazer <laughs> Brothers. You know, it was not that popular back then. Right. And so I prayed a prayer. And uh, it was a simple prayer. I just prayed that, uh, Lord, if you'll help me get into music somehow, I'll try not to abuse it. 
Now that's not a very big commitment, <laughs> but that was my prayer. And now the Lord doesn't answer every prayer. Just you know, sometimes He says not now, or sometimes right. He says no. You know, but right. a couple of weeks later, I received a call from Nashville. I was bumming a room with one one of my buddies out there. And they came running out there. I was working on my car, and they said, Joe, you've got a call from Nashville, Tennessee. And I said, well, I don't know who that would be, but I'll sure take it. Well, it was Tom Paul Glazer. And Tom Paul said, Joe, uh, I've contacted you through your mother, and she said you were doing great things out there in California. (laughs) My mother gave him a little propaganda. Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. He said, but but uh, we're here with singing on the Grand Old Opry with Marty Robbins. We auditioned for Marty in Grand Island, and he liked us, and he needed happened to need a singing group at the, at the time because his records uh, uh, had voices on them. And he has hired us. It's a, just been a, a miracle. But he said, uh, Brother Chuck is being drafted in the Army. And we were oh, wondering wow. who to place. And wow. uh, uh, he said, your name just keep coming back to him. I wonder what old Joe is doing. She's, see, I had grown up with them in Nebraska, and we played okay. music together. And I'd go over to their ranch, and, and we'd play music. And he said, could you possibly quit what you're doing and come out here and sing with us on the Grand Ole Opry? <laughs> for a couple of years. <laughs> well, I said I have to think about it, and uh, so I did for a couple of seconds. <laughs> yeah. And I said, uh, "When do you need me?" And he said, "Well, when when can you get here?" Well, uh, I had nothing going on, so I had to sell my car. I sold my car for two hundred dollars, and Jackie Lee Cochran drove me out to Nashville in his Cadillac. He had a. Oh wow! Uh, it was a. It was an old Cadillac. Every time we filled up with gas, we filled up with oil. We ah, arrived in Nashville to say. in a cloud of, cloud of smoke and uh, talked to, I uh, called up uh, Tom and said, I'm here. And he said, well, Joe, we're on the Friday night frolic this Friday night, and we got to get you a suit. So we went down to Levy's, and I spent my last $60 on a suit. <laughs> oh, wow. Completely. Wow. Completely broke in Nashville, but wow. Uh, wow. but I had a penny box. I had saved pennies, all, and I had a whole box of pennies. That's how. That's what I lived on until I got my first opera check. I we'd go to a restaurant and I'd start counting out pennies. <laughs> that's unreal. <laughs> that is money. unreal. Wow. And well, so God I answers prayers, the, doesn't He? Yeah. Oh, God that's right. Prayers. Yeah. So that. Yeah. We played the we played uh, the Friday it was called the Friday Night Frolic back then. Okay. And played the Opry, and I got ten dollars for the first spot, and three dollars for the second spot, Gary, <laughs> on the Grand Old Opry. Marty uh, got two or three encores every time he played the Opry, so I got a dollar an encore. Wow. <laughs> for wow. playing the Grand Old Opry. <laughs> wow, wow. But well, I didn't care. I would have played it for nothing. I would have played well, it for it, nothing. 
Yeah, and I'd buy you a few hamburgers with those ten dollars and three dollars, you know, and dollars. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Marty, wow. Marty was good to me. He cut a bunch of my songs, and I stayed with him for uh, six years. And then I was starting to get sessions and stuff. So uh, I told Marty, I said, Chief, if I could, uh, would you let me quit the road if I got you somebody that could sing with you and play piano? See, I played piano with Marty too. Okay. He uh, All right. he had he had this song, "Don't Worry," and oh, he yeah. sang it to me. Yeah. And we were we were building a racetrack for him. His uh, the boys in the band we we helping him build a racetrack. And uh, he said, "Joe, I want to uh, sing you a song." And so he took me in the water. He had a water truck, and he'd go down to the the uh, lake and fill up with water and put water on that uh, racetrack that he was building. Went down to get some water, and he sang me a song. And the name of it was "Don't Worry." And uh, I, uh. I said, well, yeah, you know, it sounds pretty good, Marty, but I'm, I'm no judge of it, you know. And uh, so he cut it, and uh, you remember he had a guitar on there, a, a unique sound that Grady Martin, well, I say he came up with it. It was just an accident. Something blew out. Uh, now, I've talked to the engineers they said it was not the guitar. They said it was in the control room that he got that sound, that funky sound on Don't Worry. And oh, wow. it happened just as they were recording that song. Now, you talk about fate. Think about that. That uh-uh. tube blew out or something just as they started the song, Don't Worry. Grady played that uh, tremendous uh part on a bass guitar is what it was and uh, they finished the, they just kept going they finished the song and uh, it uh, Marty didn't like to be told this but it did help the song <laughs> yeah. it was a great song too <laughs> but that was a sound that nobody had ever heard before oh, and uh, yeah that's that's the story on Don't Worry that I recorded quite a few songs with Marty, and uh, he recorded uh, oh, uh, quite a few of my songs, too. So Marty Marty was also good to me. Yeah. Oh, well. Great man. Well, yeah. you know, the, uh, the last Saturday night, the Grand Ole Opry at the Ryman, Marty was performing. And yeah. and I was there. I took I took some cousins from Kentucky down because they wanted to go to the Grand Ole Opry. So I took them down to the Ryman, and Marty was there. And um, and of course it was kind of late by the time that was over with. So we went on out to the Pancake. No, it was the International House of Pancakes out across uh-huh. from Vanderbilt University. And he was there with a couple of his band members having pancakes. And we got to oh, say hi. Okay. That was the yeah. only time that I got to meet Marty Robbins. But he has been such an influence on so many people in the Western music world, as well as the country music world. Just yeah, right. And um, nobody sang a cowboy song better than Marty. No. And you were on those albums. Oh, boy. With him. Yeah. Those albums. 
You know, Joe, I've got to get, I've got, to, I've got to get to a song from this new album that you have out. Okay. And the okay. title of the album is Nebraska. You are from Nebraska, and the song okay. is My Roots. My Roots Run Deep in Nebraska. We're going to play this and listen and come back and talk more with Cowboy Joe Babcock today on okay. Campfire Cafe. Down into that prairie low, my roots run deep in Nebraska. In that North Loop River Valley, I call home. My forefathers came into this valley back in 1872. My great granddad lived in a dugout. Got flooded out before the year was through They built a little town in the valley Lived in sturdy houses made of scars Trouble seemed to gather all around them But it only brought them closer to God Drought turned the grass into tinder Wagon when she was four, settled on a Kincaid in Nebraska, 30 miles away from any store. For the winters can be hard in Nebraska, can be low, can be really tough. Well, a blizzard wind at 50 miles an hour, a cow can freeze to death. Prairie Lone, my roots run deep in Nebraska, in that North Loop River Valley I call home. My roots run deep in Nebraska, Cowboy Joe Babcock. We are talking with today on the Campfire Cafe, and uh, we've we got so much we can talk about with you. Because, as you have said, you've been around for a while. And, uh, yeah, tell us tell us how you got involved with Hee Haw. Well, um, after I left Marty, uh, I, we started the Nashville edition. And okay. uh, I started, I was doing a lot of vocal backing. And I worked with the Jordanaires and the Anita Kerr singers. And... You know, uh, coming up in music, I thought I was a guitar player, and okay. uh, I loved guitar, and, and it wasn't too bad, but when I got uh, to Nashville, 
and heard Grady Martin and some of these guys playing, I realized I had to find something else to do. They, <laughs> I mean, they were <laughs> they were doing stuff on guitar. They were, you know, just, uh, Leon Rhodes and people like that. And uh, but I I could sing parts. That's what I did with Marty. You know, I became part of the trio. Uh, right. And uh, I that was the easiest thing in the world for me to do. I thought anybody could do that. I thought, you know, just find a part. You, the part below the melody, the baritone, and the part above it, and you just sing it, you know. Well, I, I thought anybody could do that, but I, I found out that that was something that I could do that very few people could do. And I started working with uh, the Jordanaires and the Nita Kerr-Singers a little bit. Uh, I... They called me for the Needed Curse Singers one time, and uh, I showed up, and uh, Louis Dunn, I, I mean, uh, Louis Nunley was not there. And I said, well, why is Louis not here? And they said, you're taking his place. You're going to sing bass today. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not a bass. I'm not a bass singer. And uh, she said, oh, Joe, you'll do okay. And she did. She just arranged it around it. And I sang sort of a baritone part. And uh, so I, I started singing with them and with the Jordanaires. I did a, I did an album with the Jordanaires with uh, Elvis Presley. Actually, wow. he was not there. It was a, yeah, it was a overdub. But so I was getting busy with sessions. I tell all this to tell you that I was really getting busy with sessions. And they called us for the Hee Haw Show. And so we said, well, uh, we will do it, but you'll have to work around our uh, our sessions because that was our living. And right, uh, right. the Hee Haw, this, that was just a, 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 four, a couple of days, you know, uh, seeing if it was going to work. Well, right, we did the Hee Haw right. Show, and of course it was a big success, and it became a, the premier family show of the time. Lasted uh, well, actually, we're still on. Uh, yeah, so it's been a a long, a wonderful career, and and Hee Haw became a staple in television, and it was a wonderful j- job, Gary. When you went on the set with Hee Haw. It was one big party, not a drinking oh, wow. party, but I mean it was just something right, going right. on all the time. These these guys were all comedians, Jackie Phelps, and <laughs> things <laughs> just were going on all the time. It was it was the most fun job you could ever think of, and uh, so it I sort of lucked into that, and, be, and it became a staple of our income and. And uh, and it's still on. It's still on. It's on still Circle on. Television. Yeah. Yeah. Still Circle on. Television. Yeah. yeah. It was it was uh, 25 years, wasn't it? 1968 to 1993. And uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved yeah. I loved that show. I love that show, and still yeah. enjoy watching the show. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know when you were Gordon. when you were uh-huh. when you were with the Nashville edition. Uh, this is kind of interesting because I'm reading this right now. You backed 180, 180 number one songs, including If We Make It Through December by Merle Haggard, Pure Love by Ronnie Millsap, Rose Garden by Lynn Anderson, 
Behind Closed Doors by Charlie Rich, and so, 180 number one songs. That's unbelievable, Joe. That is unbelievable. Right, yeah. We were really busy back in those days. Sometimes we did 20 sessions a week. Uh, oh, wow. Two, four, six, and ten, five days, and just <laughs> we were running from session to session, and uh, that was. Oh wow! That was that was some heady times, yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'll tell you a story that Gordy Gordy Tapp told me. Gordy told about Hehaw. He said uh, one time he was flying in to Nashville. I hope I can remember what he said. Uh, but Gordy uh, was flying into Nashville, uh, uh, and he was actually coming in at 6 o'clock. And that was the time that hee-haw started. Okay. And he said, you know, a lot of people, they've had a bad week. Uh, maybe they got sick, or maybe they got fired. Who knows what has happened uh, to people, you know, the of the week. But they, they tune in to a show called hee-haw at 6 o'clock where all the boys are funny, the girls are all beautiful, and they laugh about their troubles. And that's sort of what Hee Haw was. You know, they tuned in, and uh, the crazy (laughs) stuff that happened, the beautiful girls, and good music, and Buck and Roy, and uh, that was sort of what Hee Haw was. Uh, You know, people forgot their troubles for an hour. Wow. And went to wow. Cornfield County to look at the well, pretty girls you know, and hear some good music. Yeah, they, we need some shows like that today. I think, you know, I mean, instead of just reruns, oh, we need some we need some shows like that. Yeah, we do. Make, yeah, make a world of difference. But that was a hey, that was a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow! I'm going to get another song from the album, and okay. this one is "I'm a Cowboy." So how okay. did you go about how did you go about putting this album together and selecting the songs for this? Well, um of course I'm from Nebraska and that's cowboy country. Mm-hmm. Uh on the album cover it shows the sand hills, which were the God's the people call it God's cattle country. A beautiful Sand hills with wonderful uh, grass and everything, and that's really God's country, uh, cow country, and that's where I'm from. And uh, uh, so, I've always wanted to be a cowboy. And when I came to Nashville, uh, the first thing I did was start buying some land <laughs> because okay. I wanted to to raise cows. So that's what I did, along with playing music. And uh, so, I've I've always wanted to a pay tribute from my uh, to my home, Nebraska, because it is great cattle country, especially in the north there, that sand hills. And I've always loved cowboy music, and and uh, so I put together a whole album of cowboy songs that either about Nebraska or mention Nebraska, something in Nebraska, as uh, as a tribute to my home state. And that's how it came about. All right. Well, let's take a listen to I'm a Cowboy. We're talking with Cowboy Joe Babcock today on the Campfire Cafe. We'll be right back. I'm a cowboy. I'm a cowboy. 
love the cowboy way I spend my day just looking at a dry computer screen Making a living but not living my dream Then heading home in traffic I put on a cowboy song And dream a little dream as I move that herd along Cause I'm, I'm a cowboy I'm a cowboy Riding, roping, working every day I'm a cowboy I'm a cowboy I'm a cowboy And I love the cowboy way I get home, put on my boots and take a stroll outside With that sweet girl by my side that I call my wife We're saving up our money even though the money's tight So we can have a place someday and know just what it's like To be a cowboy, get a cowboy Riding, roping, working every day I'm a cowboy, I'm a cowboy, I'm a cowboy and I love the cowboy way. We'll have some little cowboys, we'll have some cowgirls too, raise them out there on the ranch beneath the sky of blue. But for a while I guess I'll have to live the city way. Until the day I quit this job And I can truly say that, that I'm a cowboy I'm a cowboy I've always been a cowboy from the start I'm a cowboy I'm a cowboy I've always been a cowboy in my heart I'll always be a cowboy in my heart We're talking with Cowboy Joe Babcock today on the Campfire Cafe. He has a new album out called Nebraska, and we're going to be sharing some music from that today as well. But uh, I, I was just wondering, uh, Cowboy Joe, how did you get connected with uh, Sunday Morning Country after the CMAs with Brenda Lee? How, how did that come together for you? Well, uh, yes, that's, uh, that's quite a story, too. Um a girl named Sandy Posey that sang with us for a while with the Nashville edition uh, became a star. She had some hit records. And she was playing uh, the disc jockey convention. And she came to me and said, Joe, she'd become a Christian. And she said, uh, you know, they don't have any gospel music at all in this whole week we need to have something that uh, would uh, would pay tribute to the Lord uh, during uh, fanfare and so I got together with Dolores Edgen and uh, another girl a couple of people and we had a meeting and uh, we had it at the pl- a place a house called the Glimpse of Glory and we got some people together actually we called a bunch of people and only seven showed up. Okay. Seven is a magic number. 
And uh, we had a meeting, and we started setting up uh, what could we do to have a program. And uh, two meetings. Had another meeting and only seven people. And uh, Wow. So then we uh, uh, organized a larger meeting uh, down at BMI and got a bunch of the Christians together that uh, we knew would be interested, Bill and Janine Walker and people like that. And uh, the uh, uh, we we had it sat down and formed an organization. And Teddy and Doyle, uh, let's see, Teddy was there, Wilbur, and uh, they said, "What do we call it?" And I said, "Well, how about the uh, Sunday morning country? It's going to be on Sunday morning. At that time, it was going to be on Sunday morning country. It's country." And right. Teddy said, that's it. That's the name. That's that's the name. And so we formed an organization and uh, started uh, calling artists to have a show called Sunday Morning Country that would uh, feature uh, country music artists that were also Christians. And we told them, you know, you got to tell, you got to say, give your testimony. You'll only have seven okay. minutes. You have Two songs and a testimony. And uh, so we had the first show, and Billy Walker joined the organization. He was the MC, and uh, Dandy Pussy was on it. My group, the National Edition, was on it. And we had that first show called it Sunday Morning Country. That was in 1980. And wow. So we had, we got a, did that every year. And uh, many of the country music artists uh, joined us. Uh, George Hamilton the Fourth was our president for uh, uh, a year or so. Billy Walker was active. And uh, so down through the years, we've just kept it going. We had some tough years for a while. And uh, we had a couple of years there where we just barely had <laughs> – we didn't even have enough to uh, – we had a show at the Ernest Tubb uh, record shop at the okay. Two-Door Theater, and right. uh, we had uh, we had uh, a bunch of big stars there. The 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 we didn't we didn't publicize it right, I guess, because we just didn't have anybody there. There, thirty forty people in the audience. We had almost as many on stage as we did in the audience. Oh wow! But oh we, wow! We got through those years and finally got to where we could put it on at the Grand Old Opry House. We had it at the Ryman for a couple of years, and now we're uh, at the Grand Grand Old Opry House. And the last year, we had the best audience we've ever had and actually paid our expenses. Up until oh, that great. time, we've had, we've had to do uh, uh, shows all year to pay for it. But it's a wonderful organization, and uh, Gary, nobody takes any money for it. Well, Even the artists, too. the artists do not, they do not charge. Uh, that's fantastic. Roy Clark flew in from Oklahoma to do the show with us. And Roy gave the most wonderful testimony. I had really never talked to Roy about this. And, and I had sat down with Roy many times playing guitar with the, with the, with the Yeehaw Cowboy Quartet and everything. But right. he never talked about his religion much. But he gave the most beautiful testimony on that show on the stage of the Grand Old Opry. And I think it's the first time Roy ever gave his testimony. 
Oh, but wow. He, he became, uh, I, I think we had a, a, a part in, in Roy's uh, views because he became really, uh, really a religious fellow, really, really. And I don't know if we had a, a part in that, but I think maybe we did. Oh, that's great. That is great. Well, yeah. and that that Sunday morning country takes place on the Sunday morning after CMA Fest, and it's at the at the Grand Ole Opry House, and uh, yes. it's a great event. That's I right. know a lot of folks that that participate in that event as well. So I was just just wondering, but gosh, that that puts that 1980, so that puts that at uh, this will be 44 years this year. 44. Yes. Years. Wow. We we had to skip one year during the COVID. Other than that, we've had it every year for, oh, uh, for that time. Yeah, that is fantastic. And uh, we'd love to get it on television, and we're going to try to do that. But uh, costs a lot of money to do that, and uh, it's <laughs> it's sponsored by the Music City Christian Fellowship, uh, which is a uh, non denominational uh, group of born again Christians. We have a board of 12 people that are elected. It's a limited partnership. And uh, it's uh, the board puts it on, and uh, we pay for it by charging admission and doing uh, shows all year. And it is a great it is a great organization. And uh, we'll have it again next year. I think it's in June, maybe June the 9th. And we okay. invite uh, right. everybody to come and uh, support us in that endeavor. All right. So if you're some of the hundreds of thousands that come in for CMA Fest, you want to put Sunday Morning Country on your calendar to be here for Sunday morning at the Grand Ole Opry House right. and take part in that. We do. So, we do it in the afternoon now. It's on at 4 o'clock so that people can okay. go to church in the morning and uh, still make the show in the afternoon. But we'll have a bunch of big stars, and uh, there, there'll be some wonderful music. I put together a 90-voice choir that I call the oh, Country wow. Corral. And, wow. uh, yeah, uh, we have stands uh, back of the, yeah, we put them all up there on the stage, the Grand Old Opry. And it'll be a, a full band of Nashville pickers, the best pickers in Nashville, the wonderful, and some of the great uh, artists of uh, country music. Oh, that's and great. And it'll be a that's wonderful great. show. That is great. Well, Joe, I'm going to get to another song. I want to try to get in a couple more while we can through this first hour. Oh, thank you very much. And, and yeah. uh, again, we're playing songs from the new album, Nebraska. It's Cowboy Joe Babcock. This one is Whichever the Wind Blows. And uh, we'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. September day. Some folks are born to wander. A grave has done his share. Guess he never felt the need to settle 
Well, uh, the Babcocks would consist of my wife, Carol, and my daughter, Lori, uh, two beautiful girls. <laughs> I don't know how I got such a beautiful girl for a wife, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, when, uh, when my career as a vocal backing started, uh, well, it stopped. <laughs> it died. I got you. And, I uh, got you. You know, in the, in the 80s, uh, people, uh, young singers started coming to Nashville, singers and pickers and everything, where uh, when, when I started singing vocal background, there were only 10 of us in the whole town. Nita Kersinger, oh, wow. the Jordanaires, Dolores Edgen, and myself. And we we were doing all of them, and uh, but as the years went by, young pickers and singers started coming in, into Nashville, and they were all they were all good. I mean, they were they were great, <laughs> and uh, the the session business pretty well died because it was just uh, too many people doing it, and uh, so I started the singing with Carol and Lori. And we found that we had a good blend. They had that family blend. And we started working the road and uh, uh, had a little success, got some got some, uh, some nice awards and everything. And uh, so we did that for, for quite a few years. We'd get in that van and head out to Texas and play some shows. And uh, we did get uh, some wonderful awards. And uh, it, it was really one of the joys of my life to be able to sing and play and work the road with Carol and Lori. And uh, so th- that's how it started. And uh, we don't sing as a group anymore, but uh, we we had some good years. Oh, well, wow. mm-hmm. well. Well, you have just had and are having a wonderful, wonderful career. And uh, uh, oh man, to to think about all of the people that you performed and played with, and uh, and, and going back and you know talking about the fact that you played on 180, you sang on 180 number one songs, is just unbelievable. Was there anybody that just really stands out besides maybe Marty Robbins that you performed with over all these years? Somebody that really really stood out. Well, we sang with Merle Haggard. We did some songs with Merle Haggard, and uh, that was a highlight. Oh, man, Merle Haggard and Marty. I guess they're my favorite all-time singers. Merle just, oh, my goodness. Anything he sang just was magic. And uh, Merle was very good to us. He he was easy to work with, and uh, we did... did, a couple of sessions with him, so yeah, he's a standout. Can I tell you wow. a little bit about that song that you just played? Uh, Please. Please. Well, I wrote it about a fellow named Ray Burdett. Now I changed the name for the song, but Ray Burdett sang bass with my Hee Haw Cowboy Quartet on Hee Haw, and Ray was an amazing person. He was tall and handsome. And he was half Cherokee, as okay. my song says. He was half Cherokee. This is true, true description. He had pale blue eyes and jet black hair. 
Oh, wow. And Ray became very popular on our on our show. We started getting letters. Who is this tall guy with <laughs> black hair and blue eyes? And uh, Ray became very popular, you know. Uh, of course, the, my quartet was doing pretty good, too, but uh, Ray was getting fan letters. And uh, so <laughs> I wrote a song about Ray. He was a he was a bachelor, and the girls loved him. And uh, after hee-haw, he went out to Branson and sang with the quartet. He was a, a wonderful bass bass singer. Oh man, he could just rattle the studio with those those low bass notes. You know, one of the best I ever worked with. So wow. I loosely described Ray in this song and uh uh i wanted to pay tribute to ray he passed away several years ago but he was a he was a great uh great bass singer yeah well 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 cowboy joe babcock you have been so much fun to visit with and to talk with and and uh we haven't gotten to play enough of the music because we've shared so many great stories today which is just great but I'm going to encourage everybody to go out and pick up the album, Nebraska, because it's full of great music. And, uh, and Cowboy Joe, you still sound just absolutely fantastic. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I said, you still sound absolutely fantastic at 92 years young. You can still carry a well, tune big time. <laughs> well, I still carry a tune. <laughs> you do. I'm, and I'm and, going to stay in there till the very end. I'm going to keep. Keep recording. You got to stay busy. You do. You got to stay do. busy. You do. My advice to you all do. old people is stay busy. Stay. Yep. All right. That's so what... we're going to see you. We're going to see you next month because we're going to have another potluck and picking thing coming up in March. Oh yeah. And so yes, sir. I'll yeah. be there. We look forward to seeing you, you there. For, for all you, thank you for all you do for that organization. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. This is a great song that we're going to get to to close out this segment. And uh, uh, it's called Until That Time. Uh, Joe, tell us about this song. Well, it's it's a a sad song, but it's really not a sad song. It's it's sort of a gospel song, sort of cowboy gospel. And uh, it talks about a guy that has received word from the doctors that he's not going to live very long. He's got something. And he's talking to his wife. And uh, you'll just have to listen to the song, I guess. But uh, that's that's what it's about. And it, uh, it's a sad song, but it also uh, tells uh, where we're going when we leave this, when we leave this earth. So I hope it's... Well, it- uh, uh, I hope it's a sort of a gospel song as well as a cowboy song. Well, I think so. I think so. It's a great song. It's Until That Time. It is from the album Nebraska. Cowboy Joe Babcock, we appreciate so much you taking the time to be with us today. And for folks that want to find your music, where can they get that? Well, on all the all the regular things, you know, on, on YouTube and everything, uh, Spotify and... and uh, that's that's where you go to buy records now. You know, go go to the internet. So we're all it's all I've got a fellow that does that for me, and all, all the right. music is on. Yep, it's all on there. 
All right, so wherever you buy your music and your downloads, you can get this album, Nebraska. But, uh, Joe, thank you again for being with us today, and we're going to close with Until That Time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Gary. You're welcome.
Well, it's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we will be traveling to the great state of Texas and the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo. Stay with us. Wild Flowers and Wild Horses, 
Welcome back to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I'm your host in Nashville, Tennessee, Gary Holt, and we are joined today by a good friend, James Ellis. We're going to be talking about the upcoming San Antonio Wild to Mild Mustang Trainers Challenge, and we'll also be visiting and talking about San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo, celebrating 75 years now. But James, you've got a you've got a crew with you right now, haven't you? Yes, sir, I do. Uh, I've got Sage Tanner. She is the horse show director, and I've got Ty Trumley. He is the ag head of ag department for the Palo Alto College here in San Antonio. And then I've also got my wife, Shani. Uh, she's she's the backbone of the operations for this show. All right, hey guys, how is everybody? Great. How are you doing? Great. We're glad to be here. Good to have all of you. Good to have all of you. So, um, James, why don't we talk a little bit about the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo. 75 years, that's almost as old as I am. So, Sage, how did, how did the stock show get started? I'm well, kidding. That's a little older than I am, but not much. <laughs> I believe it. So it started back in 1949, and, um, you know, a lot of people in the community kind of got together and really wanted to put something together for the youth, and that's really just taken off over the years, and that kind of ties back to our mission, you know, of wanting to, uh, we emphasize agriculture and education to develop the youth of Texas, and so what started as a few people getting together back in 1949 has now grown to what it is where we welcome, you know, over a million people to our grounds every single year. And uh, so it's really special to be a part of something like this. It's been so fun to be celebrating the 75th anniversary and just kind of taking a look back on how far we've come here on these grounds. Oh, wow. 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 A million people. And, And so for folks that are listening around the world right now, tell them when it starts because it's already started. But how long does this how does how long does the stock show run? So the stock show runs for 18 days every February. So this year we are February 8th through the 25th, and uh, we okay. stay around these dates. You know, so next year it'll be similar dates. But yes, they're every uh, 18 days every February. Oh wow, wow! And and for folks that are listening, tell them what they can see when they come to the stock oh, show. Oh man, they can see. Yeah, they can see a little bit of everything. We have something, we truly have something for everyone out here from our, you know, agriculture exhibits to our pro rodeo that we have with concerts every night. We have bands on the fairgrounds. We have, you know, on our side, we have lots of horses that come to come and see and learn about. We have, you know, the petting farm. We have, um, you know, agriculture, we have ag mechanics competitions going on. We have junior livestock shows, auctions. We have, um, you know, a dog show going on. There's just a little bit of everything, lots of shopping and, you know, the carnival and the list just kind of goes on and on. Oh, wow. 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 It, it is, it's like a big party in San Antonio. It it's not showing rodeo. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got some friends that come out and they play at some of the venues uh, oh, during the stock. Yeah, and they just tell me that the stock show in Ronio there in San Antonio is just an unbelievable event. And I was going through and looking at some of the concerts that you've got lined up, and man, you've got some powerful acts that are performing there. 
Yeah, we really have a great lineup this year. Um, a lot of uh, kind of older country as well as more modern as well. So we try to have a, a nice range of, of shows and concerts there so that there's, you know, we kind of continue that trend of, of something for everyone. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. So for folks that would like to find out more about the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo, I'm sure you have a website. Could you give that to us? Absolutely, yes. I would definitely encourage them to check out our website. It's www.sarodeo.com, S-A like San Antonio. All right, sarodeo.com, and uh, and you can purchase tickets for the different events and concerts that are taking place there. And, uh, yeah, I kind of went through the website the other day, and it was like, okay, I need to not be in Nashville right now. I need to be in San Antonio. (laughs) This uh, is definitely the place to be, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, Sage, thank you for taking a few minutes to share information about the Stock Show and Rodeo. 75 years and uh, going strong. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. So, James, what is what is uh, what is your part in the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo with this wild, mild Mustang Trainers Challenge? So, what we're doing is we uh, we adopted, we partnered with Mustang Heritage and BLM this year and brought in a load of a hundred horses and we adopted them out. We have five divisions. And it's an all-in-hand training program where we okay. do our junior youth, and then we have a senior youth program, which is the ages are 8 to 12, 13 to 18. And then we have an adults program, a veterans program, and we also have boroughs. And oh, wow. all, of our, all of our trainers, they get 100 days to train their animals from wild and then they get to come back here and showcase them off here at the San Antonio Stock Show. And it'll be on the 23rd and, excuse me, the 22nd and 23rd in the Freeman Coliseum here on the grounds at the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo. Oh, wow, wow, wow. So uh, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about the different classes that you've got. You were talking about the age groups. I think one of the things that struck me as you were talking about it was the veterans program. Tell us a little bit about the yeah. veterans and their – yeah. So our veterans program, it's it's strictly uh, veterans and first responders this year. Uh, we're trying to give give them more to go. The veterans have really related to these horses, uh, and we've heard just story after story of what these horses have done for our veterans. So we wanted to start a program to get them more involved and, and have them something there that they could work with on a daily basis that they could work with and relate so now, and on the 23rd, you'll have an auction for these horses, right? That's correct. So in our program, we don't, it's up to the trainers if they want to sell their horses. So okay. if they choose to sell, they can enter the horses in the auction. And then we have BLM on site and we have a reassignment auction. Uh, all of our bidders, they get pre-approved with BLM on site. And okay. at that time, that's when you can bid on your horses and have them reassigned. All right. And that's taking place on the 23rd. Yes, sir. It's on the 23rd. So what it's doing is it's allowing people that may not, they they want the Mustangs. 
and but they don't want to really jump in there with a, a wild horse, but they still they love the Mustangs, they love the story, and they want to be a part of it. This allows them to be able to still have that Mustang, but have one that's actually trained, and they don't have to go through those steps that they may not be ready for. Right, right, right. So I, I kind of have a feeling that there are a few of these Mustangs that go home with some of these youth that have been working with the Mustangs. And, there and, is. There and, is. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of these veterans decided they might want to take their partner back home with them as well. Yes, sir. Out of all the contestants that are coming this year, I believe we've got about 10 horses that are going to be in the auction. So, which is good. We, everybody was very pleased with their horses this year. So majority of the contestants did want to keep them. And even some of the okay. ones that are selling, you know, they want to keep as well, but they, they want to also keep the cycle going. They want to be able to compete in other shows. So they know that in order to do that, they've got to, they're, they're helping get more horses out of holding by continuing on with these shows. Okay. All right. So that is so cool. So how did you get involved, James, with the uh, Santa San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo. Well, two years ago, me and my wife were here in San Antonio, and we had realized that there really wasn't much south of Fort Worth with Mustangs. Besides, BLM had some adoptions and stuff, but towards competition, towards bringing awareness in South Texas. So we we took the leap and, and jumped in and started our own program down here to try to help bring awareness to the Mustangs and how good these horses can be. And one thing led to another and we're here at San Antonio showcasing these guys. That is awesome. That is, and what a great place to be to showcase these Mustangs and what they can do. Unbelievable. So congratulations on that. That was a cool Thank move. You. Cool, cool move. Well, we want to come back and talk a little bit more about the Wild Mile Mustang Trainers Challenge, but uh, I believe we've got Ty there from Palo Alto College, and James, you were telling me some exciting things that they have going on, so Ty, can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit? Yes, sir. You know, the mission here of the San Antonio Soccer Rodeo is, you know, support education and support youth in education and agriculture. And so, the college is the only a higher education ag program in Bear County. So, it's really cool to partner with them. We have students uh, working all over the rodeo right now and the horse show, the livestock show area, uh, hogs, cattle. Um, you know, so it's been really cool to kind of see these kids get the hands on experiences and really kind of take a part and put on the stock show and rodeo. That is fantastic. Now, now, are you actually going to be developing a program with the Mustangs at Palo Alto? Yes, sir, we sure are. We're really excited to start our equine science program. We're going to be breaking ground in May on a 20-stall uh, 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 area where our, our college students will be able, will be able to compete in the, um, in, this, in, this, in, the, in the challenge as well. So we're really excited to we'll be one of the only uh, equine science higher education programs in South Texas. So I think it's a really cool opportunity to grow with the Mustang Challenge as well as, you know, develop these students in terms of their hands-on approach to agriculture. And I think that the equine science uh, aspect is really going to be something that's going to help these students grow in terms of uh, just their intelligence, but also with getting jobs in the horse industry. Oh, that's great. Now, are you a horse guy yourself? Oh, I'm learning to be a horse guy. I'm a livestock guy. I judge lots of livestock shows, and but I'm learning the horse lingo, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call myself a horse guy hopefully pretty dang soon. 
right, all right. I mean, it's like it's like uh, potato chips. You can't eat just one, so you get one, and then you're gonna have to have a second one. So just be ready, okay? Yes, sir. I, mean, I think my students are ready as well. They're talking about uh, being real excited, and they want to jump on this uh, right away. Get the horses on the ground. That is exciting. That is exciting. Well, I want to take a real quick break, and we're going to listen to a song by my wife, Mary Kay Holt. It's called Horse Lover, appropriately enough. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more with James about the San Antonio Wild to Mild Mustang Trainers Challenge. You're listening to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Grass ain't six bucks to bail now, back feet is up again. The beans and ramen noodles are the same. The shoe is wanting cash now and grass is getting thin. But the pasture's starting back now from that rain. Payments aren't too bad on my fancy two-horse plant. Sure is dandy hauling to the trail. I'm living in a single wire to afford the things I can. Just found another vet bill in the mail. I'm holding on to the end of my road. As long as I've got horses, I've got horses. I've got one of those hearts that don't beat to a drummer. It just gallops along because I'm a horse lover. Oh, 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 oh,
and uh, you can follow our Facebook page. It's San Antonio Wild to Mild Trainer Challenge, and we will be posting the link on there. So if anybody can't make it out, they'll still be able to watch the show and see the amazing progress. Oh, wow. Wow. That is so cool. So that is the Wild to Mile Trainers Challenge on Facebook, so people can check that out there. By the way, you have some great posts that you've been doing and some updates on there. And and, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I saw James on there earlier this morning. Yes, we, we do a lot of updates just to keep uh, reminding people of the stuff that they have to have to come onto the grounds with their horses. And, um, you know, sometimes we'll post on their training um, videos if people are struggling with with their horses we'll kind of post videos to give them some ideas to try to you know to work their horses through their issues that they're having and so it's really uh we use it for the show but we also use it as training techniques as well all right all right so that is february the 22nd through the 23rd and uh which coliseum is that again it's going to be in the Freeman Coliseum. Freeman Coliseum there at the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo. And uh, come out and see the Mustangs there, support them, and uh, also have a great time at the, at the Stock Show and Rodeo. That's, that's going to be kind of a, a fun time as well. So yes, great, great combination for all that's going on. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, aren't you guys coming to Tennessee in June? Yes, sir, we are. We picked up horses, um, I guess, two weeks ago for that, and so we're getting them going, and we will be in Tennessee in June. All right, so June the 20th through the 23rd, we have four days of great competition with $150,000 in prize money that we're going to be giving away at the Mustang Heritage Spectacular taking place in Franklin, Tennessee. So uh, we look forward to seeing. And I'm, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, somebody told me, James, that you caught some food poisoning or something while you were in Tennessee. <laughs> not that I, not that I recall on that one. Oh, okay. Tennessee, All right. I guess some... Tennessee was a fun, fun trip for us last year, and that's the, it's beautiful, beautiful country. We really enjoyed it, and. Uh, Mustang Heritage, they put on a very, very good show up there for us last year, and we're very excited to to be a part of it and come back this year. All right. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great time. But, you know, somebody told me that you caught a little food poisoning when you were up picking your horses up the other day. And uh, Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When we were up there for the uh, pickup. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, I'm glad I wasn't up there because I would have had the same thing that you did. I love that. Pasta Alfredo. Yeah, I think it kind of ran through us there. We all went to dinner together, and I think it might have got a couple of us. Oh, uh, gosh. Well, listen, look forward to seeing you guys in June in, in uh, Franklin, Tennessee, at, for the uh, Mustang Heritage Spectacular. But you're going to have a great event coming up, and I'm really tempted to come out there February the 22nd and 23rd just to see all of this going on. Well, we would but, love uh, to have you. Well, we've got, we've got some great folks that are going to be there as well. And uh, look forward to to getting results. Look forward to seeing the live stream. That's going to be very cool. I'm glad you mentioned that as well as as, uh, the rest of the event taking place. 
We're going to wrap this part up with another song from uh, Wally in the Wild West called Wild Mustang. And uh, we'll be back in just a moment on Saddle Up America. James, thank you guys a lot for being with us today. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. Uh Uh-huh. Trainers Challenge 
is taking place February 22nd through 23rd as part of the Stock Show and Rodeo. So it's great to have James and Sage and Shanna and, uh, and Ty join us for that segment as well. I want to remind you that you can catch all of our shows on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most streaming platforms anytime. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio, and you can always listen to us live on our website at equestrianlegacy.net. Be sure to join us for Live from Nashville on Tuesdays, starting at noon Central Standard Time. And then we're back, as always, with the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America beginning at noon as well. Thanks for listening today, and we're going to close this show today with a great song from Mr. Carlos Washington. It's called Wild Horses. Thanks for listening. From a phone booth in Cheyenne, I made a promise to Diane. No more rodeos, I've gone my last go round. The same promise that I made in San Antonio and Santa Fe. But tonight I settled up and let her die. Someday Wild horses just stay wild And her heart is all I'll break Wild horses keep dragging me away She watched me drive around certain blocks Getting courage up to stop To make her one more promise that I can't keep The way I love the rodeo I guess I should let her go Before I hurt her more That she loves me Wild horses keep dragging me And I'll lose more than I'm gonna win someday Wild horses just stay wild And her heart is all I'll break Wild horses keep dragging me away
Me. Mm-hmm. 